What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Carolina Talk Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Turner, back with another special pod. Excited to be back on. It's been a while. Um, sorry I haven't been able to get these out as frequently as I would have liked to, but things going on, being super busy with covering some events around the area, which we'll touch on a little bit, and obviously Carolina covering that is a full-time commitment if you really want to stay on top of it. So apologize, but had to get on here real quick, do a little quick preview for the Davidson game tomorrow, Saturday, December 29th at noon in Chapel Hill, and then we're going to talk about some things I've seen. I've uh, been covering the John Wall Holiday Invitational in Raleigh at uh, Broughton High School at Holiday Gymnasium, and uh, been a really cool event. Been covering some uh, prep stars and some uh, Carolina commits, Dayron Sharp, uh, 2020 commit center, one of the top centers in the country in the 2020 class. Been covering him a lot for Tar Heel Illustrated. I've also been covering the likes of Isaiah Todd, who's favored to go to Carolina right now. Um, Carter Witt, really good guard out of Leesville Road in Raleigh, three-star 2021 guard who I've been really impressed with. So we'll talk about all those guys here in a little bit. But first, let's, let's do a quick little preview of the Davidson game. Like I said, Carolina coming off that loss against Kentucky last weekend. Uh, me and Brandon did a really, really fun preview pod for that game. We both predicted a win, and unfortunately, we were both wrong in that one. But uh, we'll touch on that game real quick. Uh, Kentucky, I think Carolina played very similar to how they played against Michigan. They didn't look like they wanted it as much as, as Kentucky. They didn't shoot well. They didn't have a lot of energy. And Kentucky deserved to win that game. Uh, still the same woes we've seen. Kenny Williams still struggling to shoot the ball. Uh, Carolina's big men play. Uh, has really non-existent, and Carolina's continuing to turn the ball over. I think they had 18 turnovers. I think Kentucky had just as many turnovers as them, but Kentucky really controlled that game, and give credit to them. They, they looked up for it more. They looked like the better team on that day, and really the opposite uh, Carolina team uh, to what we saw against Gonzaga a couple weekends ago. So disappointing loss, but that seems like a long time ago. I know it was only last weekend, but um, Carolina, move on from that now. And now focus on the Davidson game. Davidson coming in at 9-3, and three, like I said, tomorrow at the Smith Center. Uh, if you look at Davidson's kind of schedule and their wins this year, uh, like I said, sitting at 9-3, and three, they've beaten Cleveland State, beaten Dartmouth, Wichita State, a decent win. They lost to Purdue uh, by 21 points. Purdue's not, it's kind of underachieved a little bit so far this year, so Davidson had a chance to kind of get a statement win, weren't able to do it. Uh, they beat UNC Charlotte by 20 points. Beat UNC Wilmington by six points. Wilmington's been a little bit struggling this year. Carolina obviously whooped up on them in the Smith Center a couple weeks ago. Lost to Wake Forest on December 17th and beat Central Penn, Central Pennsylvania in their last game. They also lost to Temple in overtime as well. So sitting at 9-3, and three, Davidson's hasn't really beaten anybody. They've kind of beaten the teams you'd expect them to beat and lost to the teams you'd expect them to lose to. And... So, you know, coming into tomorrow's game, I don't really think Davidson is going to challenge North Carolina too much. Should be an easy win for the Tar Heels, and hopefully Carolina will get back on track by by taking it to, to Davidson and, and really just showing a little bit more effort and intensity than what they showed against Kentucky. And I think that's what Carolina fans are looking for the most. I think one of the things that frustrates Carolina fans um, is the fact that when Carolina loses, this happened a lot over the past few years, maybe five seasons uh, going back to you know 2012, 2013, where Carolina would just lose games because they looked like they weren't really interested. And it's definitely discouraging for a team that has senior leaders that are really good, and Cameron Johnson, Kenny Williams, Luke May, 
really good young talent, Kobe White and Azir Little, and also a, a really healthy um, contingent of, of role players as well. And it's just, it's weird. This Carolina roster is really talented. I'm not worried about them yet. I tweeted it after the Kentucky game. My panic level right now is at about a negative 50. I still am not worried about this team. I know come March, April, this Carolina team will be ready. This Carolina team will be playing and going it on all cylinders. And if they can just get a little bit better big men play from Garrison Brooks, Sterling Manley, maybe even Brandon Huffman, uh, one of those guys has to step up and contribute significant minutes, score some points, and grab some rebounds. And if they can just get you know average big men play from one, two of those guys, then Carolina's going to be a completely different team because they have the, the ability to score. They don't need big men. They're down there scoring, you know, 20 points a game and grabbing 15 rebounds. Uh, they don't need that. They don't need a Tyler Hansborough down there. They don't need a Bryce Johnson, uh, a John Henson type of guy. They just need somebody who can come down, you know, maybe pitch in 8, 10 points a game and maybe get 8, 10 rebounds a game as well. And this Carolina team is going to be a lot, lot better because I think everything else right now is solid. And with Carolina's ability to score the ball, uh, they have a really good opportunity to continue to grow as a team. Defense as well. Roy Williams has been very frustrated with Carolina's defense. Defense looked bad against Kentucky. Again, didn't really look great against Gonzaga. I know Carolina beat them 103-90 to by 13 points and were really up double digits the whole game. But, you know, that was because Carolina shot the ball so lights out. And, and because Gonzaga, you know, it's one of the best scoring teams in the country. So they kind of stayed within their average of 90 points or so. So Carolina didn't stop them. Carolina just outscored them. But... That can come back to haunt you, especially in ACC play, and it will come back to haunt Carolina as they move later into the season if they don't step it up on the defensive side of the ball. But like I said, panic meter still very, very low, and I'm not worried about this Carolina team quite, quite yet. But let's focus on Davidson again real quick. Look at some of their best players, leading scores and whatnot. Um, leading score right now is Keelan Grady, averaging 19 points a game. So that's a guy Carolina's going to really really have to key on it and make sure they can stop him. Uh, might butcher this name, John Axe Goodmanson. Sounds like he might be from Sweden. I could be totally wrong on that, but he's averaging 18 points a game. And Luka Brazikovic, Brazikovic maybe? That's, they got some interesting last names on this team. Apologies if I butchered both of them, which I'm sure I did. He's averaging 12 points a game. So, those are the three guys you got to stop for Davidson. If you can stop those guys, especially Keelan Grady, he's scoring the most points averaging the most minutes for Davidson, who's actually the Atlantic 10 Rookie of the Year last year, second team all-conference, Atlantic 10 all-rookie team. Really, really solid season last year for Davidson as a true freshman and a sophomore campaign. He's tearing it up right now, too. So Keelan Grady, a guy that Carolina's going to have to stop, a guy that Carolina's going to have to key in on, and I'm excited to see that matchup. He's a tall guard. He's very similar to Kobe White in height. I think Kobe White's 6'5", so is Keelan Grady. So that'll be a fun little matchup to watch, but Carolina's really got to Keying on him, if I got to pick one player that Carolina needs to focus on and stop, it is definitely the Atlantic 10 or the reigning Atlantic 10 rookie of the year in Keelan Grady. So Davidson, like I said, there's not a lot to talk about. It's It should be an easy win for Carolina. It should be a routine kind of performance from Carolina. And if there's three things I want Carolina to show me tomorrow uh, coming off that Kentucky loss, one, better defensive effort. Two, better big men play. And three, I want to see Nazir Little get back on track. I know everybody, Carolina fans have been harping on Nazir Little, kind of panicking on his uh, performances this year. Don't worry about Nazir Little. I'm very, very confident that he's going to turn it around soon going into ACC play. For some reason, I just have a feeling he's going to show up and play a lot better. I think Roy might let him off the leash a little bit more 
coming into ACC play. And I kind of thought about this earlier this week, but think about this. I'm not saying this has happened. It probably isn't. But what if Roy Williams is, is kind of holding back Nazir Little right now um, and saving him for ACC play? He's saying, all right, I'm going to hold Nazir a little bit. I'm going to limit what I want him to do right now. I want him to just kind of get comfortable with the team and his role. But when ACC play comes, teams aren't really going to be prepared for him because you're not going to have seen a lot of those big performances in non-conference play. And then Nazir Little hops into ACC play, and guys just have no idea how he's going to play. They don't really know how to key in on him, how to guard him, how to stop him. And Roy just lets him on the leash, and Nazir Little is like a whole other weapon for Carolina and makes it very, very difficult for ACC teams to compete with Carolina every night. I hope Carolina and Roy Williams is doing that. I'm not sure if they are. I highly doubt it. But, you know, if I'm Roy, it's not a bad idea to say, hey, let's hold Nazir back a little bit. And then in ACC play, let's give him more freedom. And let's just let him go, kind of like what we've seen with Kobe White so far. Because when you think about it, you can't really hold Kobe White back um, when the season starts. You have to let him go. He's a starting point guard. He's a, a great scorer, leading scorer in North Carolina prep history. So, you can't really stop him from going, but Nazir Little's a guy that maybe you save him for ACC play and kind of have him as like that secret weapon that, you know, ACC teams are not really going to have a lot of film on in terms of how good he is at this level. And so maybe midway through the ACC season, if he is unleashed um, in a couple weeks when, when ACC play does start, because we are very close to that. So just my little hypothesis, my little thing I schemed up, um, not sure if it's true. Uh, but you never know, you know, Roy, Roy Williams is a great, and maybe that's what he's trying to do uh, with true freshman uh, phenom Nazir Little, future NBA lottery pick, really no matter what he does this season for North Carolina. But guys, let's go ahead and move on to the John Wall Invitational, which I have been covering for Tar Heel Illustrated. I've really seen some really fun basketball to watch. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm sure everybody knows who John Wall is from Raleigh, North Carolina, guard for the Washington Wizards, played basketball at Kentucky for, I believe, just a year. Um, one of the best players, if not the best player to ever come out of Raleigh. He hosts a basketball, high school basketball tournament at Broughton High School. Really, really nice gym. They actually hosted the McDonald's All-American game early 2000s, maybe 2003, 2004. Don't quote me on that. About 15 years ago, but really nice gym. It's got like an upper deck, two levels. Uh, really, really hot in there, as you can imagine. It was sold out. A ton of media there covering it. So it's really just a fun event to cover, but there's some of the best prep players in the country um, a lot of guys from North Carolina, a lot of teams from North Carolina. You got teams from Virginia, um, even New Hampshire. Uh, it just goes on and on. New Jersey, I believe, has a team there as well. So teams from all over the country and the East Coast in particular kind of get invited to this tournament. And you come in and play. A lot of these guys have recruits, you know, rated targets on each team when it comes down to it. I mentioned a couple guys earlier. Uh, Daron Sharp, UNC commit, uh, played last night, played against Carter Witt who's a three-star 2021 guard uh, out of Raleigh, North Carolina, Leesville Road. And that was a fun matchup to watch. If you haven't, go head on over to Tar Heel Illustrated or head on over to my Twitter account, at Jacob Turner THI. We have links to videos, highlight videos I did, interviews I did with players, Daron Sharp, Carter Witt, uh, Isaiah Todd as well. Isaiah Todd is a 2020 target actually from Richmond, but just moved this season down to Raleigh and plays at Trinity Academy. Uh, he's a really fun player to watch. I think he's a guy that Carolina, supposedly right now, he, Carolina is leading is the leading contender to get him, uh, according to a lot of crystal ball predictions. But I think he's exactly what Carolina needs. He's a guy that can step out. He's a power forward, one of the best power forwards in the class. But he's a guy that can step out. He can dribble down the court. He can st do step-back jumpers. 
he broke somebody's ankles on a step back uh, three, I believe, um, in the first game against Leesville Road. That was on Wednesday. So Trinity played Leesville Road. Leesville Road whooped them, beat them by like 20 points. But when you look at that Trinity Academy team, it's mainly just Isaiah Todd and everybody else's is not the greatest. No disrespect to them, but you know when you compare those players to Isaiah Todd, it just doesn't really match up. So he's kind of alone on that team. But Isaiah Todd, 6'10", power forward. Skinny guy, kind of has a similar build to John Henson. He's not quite as lengthy as John Henson. But the one thing he can do that John Henson couldn't is he can take the ball down the court. He can shoot from outside. He can take guys in. He did this like little hanging kind of jelly fam, if everybody knows what the jelly fam is. Um, layup against Leesville Road in the first game. It was really cool to see from a 6'10 guy. Um, so I think he's a guy that Carolina should really prioritize. Five-star guy right now is one of the best power forwards in the country. So hopefully Carolina, like I said, who is leading the crystal ball prediction? I think they're like a 50% favorite for him right now. Um, if they can get him, I think he's exactly what Carolina's lacking right now to be a really good pickup for that 2020 class, especially with Dayron Sharp already in there, who is one of the top centers in the country, plays for South Central High School, close to the Greenville, North Carolina area. They're actually one of the best teams in the state, sitting at 10-0 right now. They're really, really fun to watch. They whooped up on Leesville Road yesterday uh, in the semifinal match, so they'll be playing in the final uh, on December 29th, so that's Saturday. So Daron Sharp, been really impressed by him. Steve Robinson, UNC assistant, was there. Uh, his son was there who played for Carolina for a couple years ago, and also uh, Kevin Keats was there. Kevin Keats and Steve Robinson were cracking jokes, and have a good relationship. So it was cool to see that between, you know, two rival coaches, I guess you could say. But, you know, in the business, everybody uh, is friendly. When you play against each other every season, no matter who you are, no matter if you coach for Carolina or NC State, it's always going to be friendly and, and whatnot because I, I really believe Kevin Keats is a great guy. So it was cool to see them sitting beside each other, chatting it up a little bit. Uh, John Wall was also there. That was a really cool experience to see John Wall sitting courtside, obviously hosting the tournament. Uh, kind of goes without saying he was a fan favorite. But it was just a really fun tournament to watch. Um, I mentioned Carter Witt, the Leesville Road guy. He hasn't picked up an offer. We did an interview with him on Wednesday after their victory over Trinity. and He said that Carolina's been in contact with him, obviously him being a sophomore. Uh, coaches can't directly talk to him, but they can talk to his high school coach. So coaches have been in contact. Roy Williams and UNC have been in contact with him, but haven't offered him yet. Uh, he has some mid-major offers, but he also has an offer from, from Virginia. And I think he's a guy that I really like to watch. I said it in the... Uh, Tar Heel message, Tar Heel Illustrated message boards, excuse me, the premium message boards this morning that he really, really reminds me of Marcus Page. He's super smooth, super composed like Marcus Page was, kind of silky. Uh, against Trinity, he had like 21 and 21 and 7 and 9, something like that, I believe. But if you would have told me that at the end of the game and, and said, hey, how many points do you think Carter Wood had? I would have said maybe 10. It was just a kind of a quiet, like Luke May, if you will, performance where you know, he drops buckets and does a little bit of everything, but it's so quiet, you don't even really realize it. So he even shoots similar to Marcus Page, even kind of dribbles and plays similarly to Marcus Page. So Carter Witt's a guy that, like I said, Carolina hasn't directly offered yet, but I would really, really like to see them offer him because he's a point guard, can also play the shooting guard position, but he's just so silky and smooth. And if he can be half the player Marcus Page was for Carolina, then, um, you know, he's going to go on to have a great career. So Really reminds me of Marcus Page, and I was if I had to pick one guy that impressed me probably the most, I'd probably say him, Daron Sharp, a close second. I wasn't really happy with his effort in the first game against Athens Drive on Wednesday. I thought he looked good, but he really wasn't trying too hard, but that effort completely changed last night, Thursday night, when they played Leesville Road. 
I mean, he was only the real big man out there. Lee's Road really didn't have any height or anybody to guard him. But Steve Robinson, uh, who is the big man coach for North Carolina, was there watching him. So uh, his effort level went up 100 times, looked a lot better. I believe last night he had 21 rebounds and 14, 15 points. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, Carter Witt finished with 15 points, three assists. So that was a really fun matchup to watch. Like I said, head on over to Heel Illustrated. Head on over to my Twitter, at Jacob Turner, THI, to see those highlights. We got some really cool highlights. We also got uh, Isaiah Todd highlights um, for when Trinity played uh, Leesville Road. So Carter Witt's highlights are in there as well. So go check those out, man. We've done a lot of hard work. It's been a grind over the past few days of the John Wall Holiday Invitational, but overall a really fun experience. And can't thank AJ and Tar Heel Illustrated enough for the opportunity. So, Guys, that's going to kind of do it for me today. I want to keep this one short, kind of talk about some guys that I was impressed with um, that are related to Carolina at the John Wall Invitational and also preview the Davidson game tomorrow. I'll do a quick score prediction for the Davidson game as well. If I got to throw a prediction out, I think Carolina handles them pretty easy. I think Carolina gets biscuits again tomorrow, so Tar Heel fans should be happy. Early noon game kind of feels like a football kickoff, but I'm going to say Carolina might start off a little slow uh, with an early game like that, but... I think the Tar Heels beat Davidson. I'm going to go 101 to 75. I think Carolina handled them pretty easily. A little bit better of a defensive effort, holding their opponents to under 80 points, their, their season average for what Carolina's done. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be an easy routine win for North Carolina. And then in a couple days' time, they got to play Harvard at home before they start off ACC play that game is on January 2nd. So we'll be there. I'll be at the Davidson game as well. So follow us on Twitter if you haven't and stay ready for updates. It's going to be a fun, fun day tomorrow. But guys, that's going to do it for me. We'll try to get back on a pod. I'm trying to do at least one or two a week, but as ACC schedule starts to wrap up and ramp up, uh, things are going uh, to get a little bit hectic, but we'll try to get on here as much as possible. Thank you guys. If you haven't already, I've already said go follow me at Jacob Turner THI, but make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Carolina Talk Pod. You get all the updates from there. All the latest pods will be updated and uploaded there, and you'll have links to them for Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Anchor as well. So head on over there, follow us if you haven't, to stay up to date with all things surrounding North Carolina. Thanks, guys, and uh, go here. Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. I came to win, battle me, that's a sin. I won't ever slack up, don't give it a back up. Try and play the role and you're the whole crew will act up. Get up, stand up, come on, throw your hands up. If you got the feeling, jump up, touch the ceiling. Monks, let's